thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 22 of Coaching Connections, and I'm just so grateful that you're taking time out of your day to come and hang out with us and listen to these outstanding coaching stories. I'm so grateful that we have two coaches on the show. Both go by the name of Jackson. We have Coach Herb Jackson out of San Antonio, Texas. He coached at Burbank High School. We also have Coach Jackson out of Burleson Centennial. Now, Coach Jackson out of Burleson Centennial just completed his second year as the head coach running that program. And Coach Herb Jackson out of Burbank just announced his retirement after a 36-year career, 31 of those being at Burbank High School. Again, just blessed and grateful to have these guys on the show. They did an outstanding job talking about hoops and talking about life and sharing their stories and their passion for the game. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms. You can find the show on Twitter at Talks with Coach. You can find us on Facebook at Coaching Connections with Marcus Alvarado. And you can also hit that subscribe button there on the bottom of this YouTube channel and share it with all your family and friends. Let's get these amazing stories out about these wonderful coaches and, and share them with the world. Thank you for your time. Coaching Connections, episode 22, The Jacksons. Let's get after it. What's going on, Coach? Much. Oh man, I'm good, brother. I'm just trying to stay out of the way. <laughs> stay home, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Trying, trying to stay at home all while figuring out, trying to figure out a way to get these kids right. Make sure they they doing something. Not being lazy. It's tough. Yeah, man. How y'all doing? Y'all, y'all, y'all been working out out there, or they shut y'all down yet? Yeah, they they shut us down. We started. We started on that first day. They let us went for about a yeah. week and a day, and then on the I think it was like Tuesday, the Tuesday of the second week, uh, the district said, "No, nah, there's too many people in San Antonio. Too many other schools had to shut down because someone was getting sick or multiple people were getting sick." So they said, "We're not gonna mess with it right now." <laughs> yep. So has it's everything crazy. else, man? Oh. It's crazy though. I mean, I mean. I was talking on the last episode. I, I did one yesterday, and uh, I mean, there's no, there's no playbook for this. There's no precedent set. You know, you don't. How do we know what's right and what's not right? You know, this right. never happened before. So, you know, and it doesn't hit home. Like I have, a, I have a good friend of mine that got sick, had to be hospitalized for a little bit, and got some other friends that are starting to get that have gotten sick, and you know, yeah. not not doing great. You know, not life threatening currently, but you know, but at first when you first saw the stuff on the news, it was just what you saw in the news and, and then, but then it starts hitting home and it's like, wow, that's, that's the real deal. Exactly, man. Like that was the stuff that I was just like, I'm like, Oh damn, like this is kind of serious. And then he was just like, bro, like he's like, he's like, he's able to, to function. Yeah. You know, but he's just like, man, ain't nothing about this. Nothing about it feels comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it affects the lungs. It was you know, like, you're sitting there trying to breathe and yeah. you know, people who are active and he's a super active dude, you know, and athletes are more in tune with their bodies than anybody, yeah. you know? And he's just like, bro, like I feel it. Like there's something wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's just, there's nothing they can do. Like they just say, uh, go home and uh, drink some fluids and get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like it is wild. And then I got shoots, man. Like, during our basketball season, man, right in our playoff run, we had a kid pop up with it. Really? Yeah. He popped up with it but didn't know he had it. Yeah. So I was I was like, man, this was crazy because this this kid is like if you see this kid, you'd be like, Oh man, like he's one of the most physically blessed 
best kids. Yeah. I mean, it looked like you carved them out of stone, you know, and, uh, and like this kid just never missed anything tough as everything that you can. And all of a sudden he's like, coach Jack, uh, came to practice. He's like, coach Jack, man, uh, I'm not going to be at school today. It's like, man, what's wrong with you? He's like, coach, like, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I don't feel good, man. I, you know, yeah. I can't breathe, coach. Like, I just can't breathe. And the dude go, man, all of a sudden he was done for the playoffs. Bad timing. Yep. Bad timing. Yeah, done for the playoffs. And I felt bad. I hated it for that kid, man. But Senior? Same time. Nah, he's coming back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Real good athlete, man. Super athlete, actually. How was that game against Mansfield? It was a good game, man. We controlled it, controlled it for the first half. Um, shoot, man, we lost it in a quarter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, third quarter they came out and they they beat us. They beat us twenty-two to twelve in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't do we didn't do the things. I didn't do the things necessary to put our kids in position to be as successful as they could be. Yeah. You know, so that falls on me, man. It sucked. Good learning experience, though. I mean. Oh, incredible learning experience. And it's good, like, you know, a lot of coaches that, that you talk to, you know, don't always have the humility to say, that was my bad. I should, maybe we could have done this and that's on me. All right? Yeah. Um, they look for other things. But so when a coach can say that about himself, you know, it only makes them better, you know? Man, you know, but the thing about it, man, I also know how hard it was to get there. <laughs> you know, like I know how hard it was to get there, man. And see, man, who says that, you know, who says that I'll ever get the chance to do it again? Yeah. You it's know, tough. You know, that's that's the thing that I'm thinking about. I'm like, man, you know, will I ever get that chance again? I mean, I believe that I will. I know I'm working my butt off to get that get to that point again, but same time, like, who knows? You know. Yep. Yep. And see, and it would have been crazy too because just how, because I think about this, it just, and I was there in San Antonio uh, to support Coach G and uh, those, his Timberview team um, who put us out. But, you know, again, we're close in our district, man, the coaches are. And uh, I was going to root for those kids like crazy, you know, hope that they go and pull it out. It would have been the game when everything shut down. It would have been the same game right there getting ready to, uh, getting ready to come onto the floor, man. That would have been the game that got shut down. Coach Herb Jackson, can you hear us? Yes, sir. How we doing, Coach? I hear y'all loud and clear. Just fine. Just trying to be a blessing. Sir, kind of see you kind of blurry. I think you got a, a background going, but kind of not really. Uh, something's going on here. I don't know. I haven't used this in a while since school's been out. <laughs> uh, but it should be a clear. I don't know what's going on here. Let's see. That cleared up. That's right. No. There you go. How's it going, Coach Jackson? I happen to like your last name, brother. You know, I like yours too, man. It's a famous <laughs> name. I agree, man. Give me I a agree. couple of perks. Coach, I guess I'll call you Herb. Uh, I mean, if I say Coach Jackson, I think you both are going to respond. <laughs> Uh, no problem, man. No problem. You guys, uh, have y'all met before in the past or first time? That's first time. Never met Coach Jackson before. First time. But you know Coach yeah. of Coach Jackson, correct? I do. Absolutely. I hope it's some good things, man. I, I try not to do anything bad in public. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, Coach, Coach Todd Howie. 
Oh, Todd Howard. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, Coach Howie spoken spoken about you to uh, spoken about you to me before. Um, coach Howie hired me uh, to be a middle school coach in 2008. Gave me my first job. So I said, "Oh, come on, Todd, you're killing me, brother." <laughs> so that was uh, <laughs> football or basketball was this? Oh, basketball. Basketball. Yeah, no, I don't do I don't do out I don't do outdoors. <laughs> don't tell nobody too loud now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially Todd, he was a what a baseball and football. Baseball, yep, baseball, football. Um, I taught I taught both of his sons. Okay, um, yeah, Preston and Hunter, my dudes. I actually just talked to Preston last week. Actually, man, he's out there in D.C. Man, doing his whole Capitol Hill lawyer stuff right now, man. Okay. Uh -huh. And you're presently where? Are you in San Antonio now? No, sir. Oh. I am in uh, Burleson Centennial High School and just south of Fort Worth. Oh, man. Right. Okay. You up there with the big fellas. Dallas hey, man, I like, I like to consider myself one of the big fellas. Well, well hey, you are now. <laughs> <laughs> you are now. <laughs> so, hey, congrats. Congrats. I, I guess there's an order there. You uh, very much. Two years. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of touch on your on your coaching journey in, here in a bit. But how many years have you been there, Centennial? Couple, two. This is going to my third. Gotcha. Yeah, just finished my second, going to my third. Nice. Well, well, yeah. thank you guys. I appreciate you both taking some time out to talk and and, and talk hoops and talk life and and about your journeys and, and whatnot. I think what what coaches do and, and bring to our society it, it's a beautiful thing. The relationships that that coaches are able to build and the lives are able to impact. And I know in the, uh, the article we just read in, in the newspaper about Coach Jackson, it talks a lot about, you know, just the impacts he's made on the lives of his players. And, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. How are you, how are you guys uh, holding up during this whole COVID thing? You know, I, I know, like, in the beginning, it was kind of um, nobody knew what was going on, and then they shut us down, and now they're reopening it again. Now it seems like people are getting sick again, and, and just uh, from your side and your perspective, what have you been doing to stay busy, stay sane? Um, for me personally, um, you know, our thing is um, I've been doing a lot of personal reading and, and trying to gear up for this new position uh, that I've just recently been uh, accepted within our district. Uh, still head boys basketball coach, but now also at, uh, in Burleson ISD. Uh, um, one of two, what they call uh, leadership and culture coaches that, that we're adding to our district. So, um, so I've been trying to, to gear up as much as I possibly can and trying to kind of get some form of order, um, as well as working our strength and conditioning camp. We haven't been able to be in our gym yet. Uh, our gym, we, won't, we can't open our gym until the 29th, which we may, we may not, the way things are going, be able to open it up or not. Uh, but yeah, no, that's all I've been doing, really, and hanging out with the family. As far as myself, uh, uh, the last aspect that you uh, stated, hanging out with family, enjoying family a lot more. You know, being a head coach uh, takes a lot of your time. Even in the summertime, sometimes it's so tiresome because you're, you know, strength and conditioning. But at the same time, as far as basketball, where you're in leagues, Mm -hmm. or tournaments, or you hosting a tournament, or those type of things. Uh, I know like Summer League, we 
Yuli, one of my, my gym is one of those gyms that they use. So it Every keeps time. us busy in the evening. So again, like I said, again, just being able to enjoy family a lot more. Uh, as you know, I have retired. So again, spend a lot of time with family and grandkids. Well, uh, I'm a hundred dollars short today. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's gonna take some, it, it's something that I'll learn to love a little bit more, you know, not being accustomed to doing it so much, but enjoying family. I like that part. Enjoying family. Well, well, retirement coach, I mean, you announced it not too long ago. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about the feelings behind it. You know, uh, what are you feeling, you know? How was it informing your staff and your players and, and things of that nature? Coach, I'll tell you what, uh, retirement, man, it's not as easy as people think it is. Just making that announcement, trying to make that announcement. Man, I think I've been trying to make that announcement for the last two years. But because you fall in love with certain kids in a community, in a school, it's, it makes it harder for you to do such thing as a retirement. And uh, I can't tell you uh, how much I struggle struggle with that night after night. And uh, my wife looked at me and she said, hey, that's between you and them. Uh, I'm not going to be in the middle of that. You make the decision and I'll live with it. And, of course, eventually you're going to live with it as well. So uh, just, I mean, it's tough when you love them. You're always going to love some kids, right? Yeah. Each group that's is a special good. group. And it's going to be a few of those kids that you just – want to take home or just fall more in love uh well just like you you guys program probably yours jackson you, you you're on the farm that uh your basketball family when you really have that family you're really attached to those guys i mean my guys call me they are nice too and i'm sure you guys uh, jackson you're probably gonna get to that point but i know marcus you're probably at that point now where those kids are gonna call you at any time, when they, especially when they have a problem. Uh, when my kids find out that I was retired, I have phone calls, and I still get phone calls today. Uh, what's going on, how you doing, coach? Uh, let's go sit down and talk. Uh, coach, how you doing, how you feel, what's going on? They thought that I had got fired, they fired me or something. <laughs> I said, no, 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 I, ret I retired. <laughs> and that retired, you know, part of that saying tired, boy, I was tired. I was tired. I was tired. And I love the community. Don't get me wrong. I love the community. I love my kids. I love the school. Uh, I had to have loved it. 36 years. Well, 30, 31 years. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's impressive. I thank God. It's been a blessing, man. It's been a blessing. Hey, hey Coach, just on my end, can you, can you say the last part one more time? How many years? They kind of chopped up on my end. Oh, uh, at Burbank High School, 31 years. Two years as assistant coach, 29 as head coach. But in that district, San Antonio Independent School District, 36 years. Five years at a middle school. Cooper Middle School at that. So. Hey, just for perspective, guys, um, I just turned 36 years old uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for making me feel old. <laughs> I'm legend, 60, coach. Hey, I'm 60 years old. And I'm proud to say it, 60 yeah, because, years old. But you, you're – and we'll, we'll kind of touch on this in a little bit, but you're – you stay in good shape and you take care of yourself and you're still in 
good physical shape. You don't look 60 years old, not at all, Coach. Thank you. I'll take that. that Jackson I'll blood, man. And a blessing. Say what? It's, it's that Jackson blood, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's Jackson blood, but the main thing is that Jesus blood. <laughs> Amen. Keep me in shape and keep me up. Keeps my mind sane. Uh, Herb, can you do me a favor? I, we, I can kind of just see your eyes from time to time. Just uh, kind of angled a little bit. Can't really see. I don't know if you see. Every, every now and then, I may have to take a break. My my dog is here with me downstairs, and he's and she's on guard. And uh, yeah. we just had a postman came by and dropped off a letter. I had to run down and see what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, there you go. Now yeah, we we can hear you. It's just uh. Sometimes like, we can just see the very top of I'm your I'm trying head. to listen over here, and I'm trying to see what y'all are doing here. Oh, here you go. Okay. You're the man. I, you know, real quick, this is really random, but I see you guys are both bald. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's so random. So, like, it's a Jackson the, thing, man. It's a Jackson thing. Amen, brother. During this whole uh, COVID thing, my, my wife's like, no, you don't need to go to a barber right now. We'll just – I'll cut it for you. And I, I'm not bald, but I keep it short. Yeah. But now she's annoyed of cutting my hair. So now she's telling me – I just gonna go all the way down, get a razor, and go. And I'm, I'm looking at you two guys like I, I'm, thinking, I'm this close to being forced to make the move because uh, my wife. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm very fortunate that my wife was a beautician before she was an RN, so she cuts my hair. Wow. She gets tired of looking at it, so she said, "Oh, well, let me cut your hair." I said, "Okay, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Save me twenty to twenty-five dollars." <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, that uh, you know, for me, you know, I've been I've been bald now since what, what six years. Um, start going bald at thirty one. You know, I'm thirty seven now, but the way I see it, though, man, like it saved me so much money. Yeah, you know, it saved me a ton of money. <laughs> for uh, real, a lot of money. I, I agree. I if agree. you see me on the next time. episode with no hair, you know why. You guys convinced me. Hey, there you go, man. <laughs> Let's talk about time in the morning anyway, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw this, <laughs> I saw this, this little contraption that you just kind of, you know, you don't even need a razor nut. You just knock it out in a minute and a half is, or so it says, you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about your, uh, you know, your childhood. Where would you grow up? Um, any influences in your life that kind of led you down this path of education and, and wanting to coach? Um, for me, uh, again, I grew up in Midland, Texas. Um, grew up, born, raised in Midland, Texas. I had a chance to kind of move all over the place a little bit, live in places, Chicago, Detroit, Buffalo. Um, but in terms of, of uh, my influences to go into to education, um, I was headed to uh, law school. Um, before I even decided to get into the whole educational side of it, uh, worked as a probation officer out of college uh, for two and a half years. And uh, it just kind of happened. Uh, one of my dad's fraternity brothers was a, what was he like, a, somewhere up in the higher ad man, like uh, over secondary schools in Midland ISD. And he just said, Hey, um, come coach, you know, come teach and coach. And he didn't really take no for an answer so uh, got into middle school uh todd how we hired like i was mentioning earlier uh, at goddard junior high school started working there worked two years at goddard 
uh, Rosalind Lawrence, who was a head girls basketball coach at Midland League, um, needed an assistant. She ended up bringing me on. Um, I couldn't get a job on the boys' side, right, which is which was crazy to me. Um, that I couldn't get I couldn't get a job on the boys' side coaching boys basketball. Uh, so I ended up going coaching girls. I coached girls for five years with Rosalind Lawrence. And, uh, yeah, and then from there, end up going uh, – working with one of my mentors, uh, James Johnson, who's at Aldine Eisenhower High School. Um, went over there, worked with him for two years at Eisenhower High School. Uh, met some incredible kids, incredible people that pushed me. Uh, coach Johnson really pushed me, showed me how to become a head basketball coach. Um, and then, man, all of a sudden – Bob Shipley gave me a call, uh, Belton Titan, Belton America, and uh, ended up getting a job at Belton. That was my first head coaching job. was in Belton, Texas, Belton High School. Uh, was there for two years, and then I came on up here to Burleson and took over, to, took over the reins at Centennial High School. Man, we've had a little bit of success in the process. So. Regional, regional finals this year, right? Yes, sir. Next thing I know, doing a good job with the basketball program, 
uh, Rudy Bernal. Was the head coach there? He said, "Man, I would want to bring you up here, but I don't, I don't have a position open right now." I said, "That's fine. I'm gonna keep on doing what I'm doing here. So something opens up around the district." So the next thing I know, Art Gonzalez. He told Art Gonzalez, which is another uh, head basketball coach at Burbank High School. Uh, so uh, he asked me, "Do I want to come up, or do I want to wait for Lanier to open up a position?" I said, "No, nah, I'll go to Burbank. No problem." So went up there for two years. Next thing I know, Art was leaving, going to Highlands High School. <laughs> it's been in the right place at the right time, right? Yep, so right. next thing I know, I didn't know if I was ready or not. You know, been in my second year in high school. But uh, my first year of JV, we did pretty good. The second year, we went 22 and I think seven or so. So the kids were already, uh, they were all geared up giving them confidence, telling them the system that I was going to run, uh, that Art allowed me to run. And then uh, next time I was the head coach, we finished third place in district. And those kids still around me today. If you see some of those pictures on Facebook, some of those, those guys, those were some of the guys my first varsity basketball team. 31 years ago. In my last game that I coached. Wow. So uh, other than that, that's history. From that part on, man, been at Burbank High School. I was to <laughs> retire at Burbank High School. <laughs> and I tell you, I can't tell you how many principals I come through or how many head football coaches I came through. But uh, like I said, I, I was blessed to be in the right community, at the right school, in the right district. It's, uh, you know, it's just, you're, you're a staple in that community. You know, growing up as a kid, you know, Burbank and McCullum kind of border each other. And so uh, – so as a as a kid playing against Burbank, I already knew who Coach Jackson was, and then and then coming up in the ranks as a coach, there he is still at Burbank doing what he does, and uh, so I mean you're you're just as much as as Burbank is as as, as anything you could think of. You think of Burbank, you know I I always think Coach Jackson, right? Well, thank you, appreciate it, appreciate it. Talk a little bit about some of the coaches that have, have influenced your life along the way, as far as maybe just relationships or people you look up to in the profession that have helped mold you into the coach you are right now? Well, I t uh, again, I go back, if you're talking to me, if, 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 as far as me, I go back to my uh, high school coach, which was Ronald Lord. He was a disciplinary. Matter of fact, let me, let, me, let me take a step back, you know. Let me take a step back. Before I get to my coach, my dad. Hmm. My dad. He was in the military, all right, uh, Air Force, and he was very strict. He was strict that he wanted to make sure that I did what I needed to do to be successful, a successful man and, and, a, and a, a father uh, as well as a husband. So that discipline carries on. And you, man, I'll tell you what, and let me tell, talk to you, Jackson, and probably you too. You got to have a special woman in your corner yeah. to be a coach. Yeah. Um, a without a doubt, I have a very man. special one. Got, and you got to keep her. You gotta keep her. Cause you know we're having those long nights scouting, and then you go to the playoff. Those extra games, man. <laughs> you understand? But uh, I tell you what, she, I have a special one. She does great. She's a competitor herself. I hate playing against her myself, cause she hates to lose. <laughs> she hates to lose. She hates losing as much as I do. So when I come home, I have learned throughout my career to don't bring it home. Don't bring it home. Uh, your life with your wife would be a lot better. 
If you start bringing that at home, man, I tell you what, she'll start looking at you crazy. Start looking at you a little funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, my 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 uh, my dad, Ronald Lord, my varsity high school coach, and then uh, Plummer, my uh, senior uh, college coach. And then when I got to the coaching ranks, then I had uh, Art Gonzalez. He did uh, quite a few things that I like as far as organization, organization part of it. All right. Uh, coach, he, he told me, hey, coach, you definitely got to have a, a, a contract with these guys. You got to make sure that you monitor them. So those, those type of things to, to kind of keep the program smooth. Uh, parents, parent nights, you know, just uh, faculty versus seniors, those type of things. Keep people involved uh, positively. Let them know who you are, not just a basketball coach, but also a, a people person. Uh, be able to communicate with other people and so forth. So I learned a lot of things from Art Gonzalez. And then Rudy Bernal. There's some things I learned from Rudy Bernal as well, you know, and, and the way he approaches things. And, and, again, I take positive things from each one of those individuals to make me a better person, a better coach uh, 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 for my community that I teach or uh, coach. Uh, another person would probably would have been uh, I can't think of the name right now. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, my principal Julian Trevino to be able to step out of his uh, realm of things, principal come down to a, a student, but he somehow he was watching over me and watching. I tell you what, God always keeps somebody in your path to make sure that you get where you need to be, whether you know it or not. And I never thought I would be where I am today without him. So uh, those are some unfortunate people that I've come across. I'll tell you what, I have some pretty good assistant coaches too. Whenever you have an assistant coach that can become a head coach, you're doing a hell of a job. Hmm. So keep that in mind. Don't be afraid to get somebody <laughs> just as good as you are, a coach just as good as you are, just as knowledgeable as you are. I like to have those guys that are going to refresh me. For sure. Oh, you got to get another idea. Oh, great. Let's go with that idea, man. I'm not trying to be God. Yeah. You got something that's going to work, that's going to help these kids, then hey, by all means, let's do it. Coach Vasquez. I took a chance with Coach Vasquez being on my campus. So uh, that's what I'm talking about. Somebody that's a little bit more, that's just as knowledgeable as you are. You don't have to be more than you, but just as knowledgeable as you are. And if they understand what the kids are all about, that's the key. That's the key. It's my my head, um, my assistant coach right now he just got a, a head coaching job out of town and so uh, so I'm happy for him. But he was he was kind of that that fit. He very knowledgeable, brought a lot to the table. Um, and then you look at Wendell. I mean Wendell. Uh, you know, he was Wendell. years ago. I mean, where'd he go? He went to Harlandale. Harlandale. He went to where'd the other he go? side. Yeah, he went to Harlandale. He's a Harlandale. Okay, yeah. yeah. The girl side. Girl side. Head girls coach. <laughs> I wish him luck, man. <laughs> Those assistant coaches that, that are super knowledgeable, I mean, you know, some people can kind of stay away from that, but I think it's a it's a valuable asset. And it so, challenges you, mm-hmm. actually. It challenges you. Completely agree. Yeah. And I had Randall over there at my school, remember, before he went over there to you. Yeah. He was, oh. my, he was my first he was my one of my freshman coaches. He told me, man, Coach Jackson, we played in the the faculty senior game and He's over here saying, no, you can't play. You can't play. He's trying to dunk on all these kids. <laughs> oh, not me. Dunk me. 
no, but no, but you know what? Uh, when some of these kids, man, they come out of the the woodworks, but then they're in OCI, not passing their classes. Yeah. Uh, you know, haven't been in school for a while. So the so the principal or the administrator has always told me, say, hey, make sure you have a a a limit on these guys because they're in OCI, they're not playing. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're missing school, we're talking about seniors take mm-hmm. care of the responsibility. You, you want to do this, but you're not taking care of your responsibilities in the, in the classroom or at school. Mm-hmm. This is for people that are following following uh, directors, who are following the procedures, who are good citizens, you know. And uh, even for my basketball player, hey, if you're, not, if you're still old time or date or you've been late or, or, or acting a fool, hey, no, you're not going to play. It's for people that are doing well. <laughs> That'd be one less play I got to worry about then. <laughs> <laughs> but now we, we have fun with it, though. We have fun with it. It, it was good, good deal. Uh, we was gonna have one this past year after spring break, but unfortunately, uh, somebody else had other ideas. COVID nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, as for me, in terms of uh, coaches and mentors and things that I've had been able to have as a, as a player, uh, as a player growing up, I had a couple of different mentors. One by the name of Cleveland Phelps. Uh, his son right now is really blowing up, named Zurich Phelps. It plays at Duncanville. Um, Cleve just was really, really instilled uh, the, the, that fire and being able to really go out and compete and, and love a basketball for me or at an early age. Um, and then, of course, a high school basketball coach, Jack Stevenson uh, at Midland High School. Um, you know, Coach Stevenson just – Coach Stevenson, man, just showed me, man, you know, just that – keeping a gym open, you know, can really help save lives. Uh, you know, mine being one of them for sure, longer than many other guys. Uh, and then as a, then when you look at it as a, you know, once I got into the professional ranks of it, uh, you know, Rosalind Lawrence uh, showed me actually what it looks like to actually be a head coach um, in terms of the importance of, uh, of organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, Coach James Johnson, uh, he's a huge mentor, great guy for me still to this day, still an incredible resource. Uh, he showed me what it was like to be a head coach and what it takes to be able to win basketball games. How do you win basketball games as a coach? As well as he please played a big father role for me as well. Uh, done a great job with me there. Uh, let's see. The guys in, within the profession, Cornelius Mitchell, uh, one of my best friends in the industry. Um, I look up to him a great deal. Um, he's one that I, I consider a mentor to me personally, even though, again, like, I have to compete with him directly uh, in our league. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's helped me every step of the way in terms of, of how to interview, uh, you know, uh, what, what they look for in interviews, uh, you know, how best to, to organize your portfolios, all these little bitty things, you know, but he's always shared a ton of, a ton of information with me. Um, and, and help guide me throughout a lot of different things. Uh, he's still a sounding board for me to this day. Uh, another good friend, Pete Abbott. Uh, again, I consider him a mentor. Just so knowledgeable about so many different things as well. Pete is at uh, Southwestern down there. Uh, yep. Legacy, Southwestern Legacy. Yep. Uh, he's so knowledgeable, man, so passionate. Uh, and he's one that, that oftentimes I call, and he's just like, dude, keep the main thing the main thing. Like, you know, you worried about too much, man. Like, just – to stay, stay locked in and, and be who you are. And if they, they're either going to like it or, they, or they're not. And 
so be it. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you know Pete, you know Pete is unapologetic uh, about how confident he is and who, and who he is. And, uh, and he just kind of reinforces those kinds of things to me. And then uh, another mentor that I consider a mentor now to me is uh, Gerald Sledge at uh, Keller Central. And uh, Coach Sledge for me um, is like a, like almost like a spiritual advisor every time he talks to you, you know what I mean? And, uh, and he just has these, these, these ways of thinking that simplifies everything. Uh, very, very faith-based um, and very, very kid-centered in terms of his approach and his thinking. And, uh, you know, and he just always just tell me, he says, uh, he says, you know, and he calls me T. He says, T, I love you. Just continue to push through, you know, and he just and, – and that's the thing that he uses for his basketball program is this push-through model. And, uh, and he just he just always – every time I talk to him, he says, uh, you know, little brother, you know, little brother, I love you. You know, just continue to push through. You're doing a good job. And uh, – but, no, those are guys that, that, uh, that have mentored me in this thing. And uh, some are all still – almost all of them are still coaching except for Coach Stevenson. So – that's good. It's good stuff. It's important to have those guys in our life, too. I mean, uh, yeah. it's hard to get to where we want to go without positive mentors and people helping us along the way. Um, that's a good It's a good thing. And, and regardless of whether you're two years in or 30 years in, you still keep those bonds and relationships. Right. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the big word you hear everybody always talking about is culture, culture, culture. You know, just for you guys. You know, it looks different, though, in every school, right? You know, for you guys, you know, what was important about, you know, those those keys that you wanted to keep within your teams, you know, whether it's Centennial or whether it's at Burbank High School, what were some of the non-negotiable things that you felt were important for the culture and climate of your program? Uh, for me personally, one of the biggest things that we talk about in terms of the culture of our, of our program is, and it's going to sound weird, you know, but um, it's being driven as an individual uh you know that is that's huge to me um is to to have guys that are extremely individually motivated to continue to get better uh to find ways to better themselves and better themselves not just as basketball players but as humans right and young men so that's a big part of who what we want going forward into our culture and a big part of that we we stress in terms of it is uh, knowing who you are, knowing what you want, and knowing uh, how to try to figure out a plan to get there. So a big part of our culture is goal setting. Uh, it's huge in terms of, of our program is goal setting and, uh, and, and, and strengthening the individual. And we're talking individual goals. I'm not talking anything team goal related at all. It's all about individual goals and, and what, it, what is it, what are you trying to do? Um, what are you willing to do? What are you going to do? Uh, to accomplish your individual goals. And in the process, you know, you know, we believe that if, if you can accomplish your individual goals, then it's going to help us as a team anyway. So that, that's the biggest, you know, that's the foundation of our program. That, and then we also say, you know, relationships over championships, you know, is, is big in terms of our culture as well. Um, making sure then there's a relatability factor with it myself and my, my players and my coaching staff, uh, that, that there's a, a healthy level of trust and respect and, and, and accountability between all of us so that we're able to best push each other towards to accomplishing all of the goals which that we want to accomplish. 
What about you, Herb? Uh, I like the accountability. Uh, bring something to the table. Uh, now, what I mean by that is uh, we have summer, we have spring, summer, fall. You know, don't come in thinking that you have a you have a spot and you ain't there. Yeah. So <laughs> accountability, and then we have the goal setting, the team thing is it, it is the big picture. But if you bring something to the table, if you're a guard, you better be able to handle the ball. You better be able to control things. Uh, if you're a shooter, don't don't shoot 15 shots and you only make two. I mean, you ain't been working on. So uh, usually I tell them certain percentages they need to have by the time they come back. So that's what you need to be working on. So a free throw, hey, you need to be shooting at least 90%. If you're a three-point shooter, you better be shooting somewhere close to 40%. Yeah. You know, those type of things. Layups, I don't want to miss a layup. Shoot, we missed too many layups. We, we lose the game. Uh, <laughs> you got to put it back on, on their shoulder. I try to put it back on their shoulder. This is what you need to be doing. Parents, this is what we're looking at. We interview each one of the kids before they leave in the, in the uh in the summer so or at the end of the basketball season. So this is what you need to be working on. This is what you need to improve on. Your accountability, I, I, I'm counting on you to do this. Your team is counting on you to do this. I'm counting on you to do this. So these are our goals for each individual. So you bring it back to the team. Then we have team goals. So we, if you're able to do what you're supposed to do, then we have a chance for playoffs and beyond. But uh, 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 if you can't do that, then don't, don't come in looking at me talking about this is your spot. It's not your spot. <laughs> this is this is not your spot on varsity. We talking about varsity now. Freshman and JV is a little bit different because then we're building relationships. Then yes, freshman sir. and JV. Varsity, we are we building relationships. You already know who I am by now. Get, get your act together. <laughs> get your act together. <laughs> so yes, I understand what you're saying, uh, TJ. But uh, hey, yeah, the, I like the goals and so forth. But we give them individual goals. We give them accountability. We give them a, a – hopefully they're able to communicate with, with me as well as their, their counterparts to, uh, hey, let's go do this. But like I said, in the summertime, man, we, we do so much work, man. I, I can't tell you guys how much it feels not to have to worry about a tournament, trying to get these guys to pay money for a league. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get them to get their butts up in the morning and get up here for strength and conditioning. Yeah. Oh man. Woo. Oh. That's free. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what I did. That's what we did at Burbank High School in our uh, frame of things. And and it worked for the most part of that. So like I'm playing T J as well, right? Um <laughs> So uh I'm sorry, T J. I mean uh Jackson, I mean <laughs> No, it's all good, man. They call me T J so it works. <laughs> That'll make it a little bit more. Okay. okay. But uh, just to paint a picture, uh, in San Antonio Summer Ball, uh, Burbank High School, for as long as I can remember, has always been one of the hosting schools uh, for the city summer league. So, so for his his whole career, probably thirty plus uh, every summer, you're having what four or five, six games uh, twice a week. You know that you're hosting. It's yep. a lot of work on top of your own strength and conditioning and your own. Uh, summer workouts mm-hmm. for the boys. So, Coach Jackson lived at Burbank High School, I'm sure. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like I did. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like I did. My wife would call, y'all, you getting dinner out there, right? <laughs> I say, yes, I am. <laughs> Somebody's bringing it to me, I want. But, yeah, man, it, it, it was some long hours, but I, I wouldn't trade it in for the world. 
uh, I tell you, it was, it was a good community. And like I said, sometimes uh, they were bringing food for their kids, and sometimes they're bringing for me as well. So, you know, coach, you need something, you want something, there you go. I said, uh, well, what you, what you getting? I said, well, what do you want, coach? <laughs> so I made it easy for them, man. Uh, my favorite spots, Waterburger and Bill Miller, right there by Burbank. So they already knew where to go. <laughs> Hey, uh, no, to touch on that, Coach Jackson, uh, and both of you, uh, um, you know, you're 37 years old, TJ, still in pretty decent shape. Coach Jackson, strong as an ox. I mean, uh, so you look at the profession and, and how healthy is it? I mean, how important is it to, to maintain your physical health so you can still, you know, function at a high level at your, at your job, right? You know, because we get busy. It's so easy to, to, to get consumed in our job and then pick up your drive-through on the way home a Whataburger, uh, however many nights you want, and uh, it's just more convenient that way. But it, but if you do that too much, you know you're putting your own health at risk. And so, yeah, just some advice for a younger coach. Uh, you know, what would you tell someone about the importance of taking care of yourself? You know what, and it's easy for you to lose your mind in your job and what you're doing and so forth. But, uh, yeah, I say Waterberg and Bill Miller's, but I'll tell you what, a lot of those days were salads from uh, Bill Miller's and Waterburger, yeah. And uh, also Subway on the other side there. So, yes, I was at Bourbon High School, but it doesn't mean I was eating a lot of tacos. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean I was eating a lot of tacos. Uh, matter of fact, you know, uh, one day I got uh, elected – Taco Tuesday or something, whatever they called it. Yeah. And it brought in about five boxes of tacos. That, That's uh, not the news. That's not. Well, I forgot what they called it. But they, are you going to eat all these tacos? Heck no, man. I was passing on a box for the secretaries, box for the female coaches, male coaches, and I gave some to my players. I think I probably got about one or two out of that whole deal. <laughs> five <laughs> boxes of tacos, man. But, uh, not, I'm not saying anything is wrong with that because sometimes our kids, that's all they have to eat. But you're talking about kids. They're going to be able to digest and overcome that stuff. Yeah. But me, at my age, as I got older, you get smarter uh, on uh, on what you eat and what you put in your body. Uh, also, uh, sometimes when my guys go in to work out and the weights and so forth, well, I'm right there with them. I may get in one of those groups and lift. But at the same time, keeping an eye out for what's going on inside the uh, – uh, the area and also close that area off so that we don't have uh, spectators coming in there messing around and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but when you've been at Burbank as long as I have, man, uh, the kids know when they can come in, when they want to ask you first before they come in. Yeah. Uh, nope, we're in a private session right here. This is practice. Now, maybe after school you can do it, but not right now. So it may be one guy short or something where I'll jump in that group and bench or, or leg extension or squat or whatever we're doing at that time. So uh, that gave me opportunity to kind of keep myself together as well. But at the same time, I have a membership at certain gyms and so forth. I get my happy butt in there. And sometimes I am <laughs> tired, you know, but I have to do it. Otherwise, uh, you know, you know how some coaches look. So <laughs> 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 now, I, I wish I was able to run up and down the court as much as Marcus does, but I'm not able to do that right now. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm walking and trying to stay in shape, stay in touch as much as possible. Again, I thank God for giving me uh, the blessing that he has given me. And I hope he continues. I don't want him to stop now just because I'm 60. So, 
So now I got to rechannel my mind to do some things that are going to keep me healthy as well. And of course, my doctor appointments and all the other good stuff that you have to do to maintain your body. So guys, yeah. please do that. It's hard. But no, I tell I you, agree. you get lost in coaching. <laughs> you can get lost in coaching, man. Next thing you know, right now, I'm 250.2. I just weighed myself last night. Say, so, oh, God dang. Yeah, I'm usually around 240 to 250. So every now and then I got to just cut down on, on some of the beef. Uh, and just watch yourself. Just watch yourself, gentlemen. It's easy to get lost in the, in the mix, man. Yeah, you know, for, for me being one of a younger coach, you know, I still get called out, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, check up, old man, you know, uh, come come check up, come check up, you know. There so you it, it's kind of important, man, you know, that you kind of try to keep your, your, your tools tight, which, I mean, for me at this point, uh, you know, I, I'd broken an ankle last year, so it put me out, set me back for a year, and I still haven't gotten all the flexibility back in it. Uh, so me getting up and down and trying to be explosive is something that I like. I don't even try to anymore. Um, I, I try to go get my cardio in, uh, you know, on a quick little treadmill run. And then um, other than that is, you know, trying to sharpen it out there on the floor, being as actively coaching um, as I possibly can. And then, of course, jumping in when it comes down to shooting things and uh, things that can also help get me to, to, to break a sweat. And a lot of one-on-one shooting stuff, you know. I mean, and that stuff gets pretty, pretty intense sometimes. Because uh, any of my kids see this, they know, hey, undefeated, right? In the coaching, here we go. In, in the shooting games, I'm still undefeated. Uh, but uh, no, that, that's big. And then also too, like uh, my my lead assistant, uh, Blake Dunson, man, he is a health nut, right? So he comes in and he says, "Hey, Jack." Uh, let's go. Uh, come on, let's go. Hey, we got 30 minutes before practice. Hey, let's go get a quick lift in. Come on, let's just go get a quick lift in. Um, hey, let's go get a quick run in, Jack. Let's go. Let's go get a quick run in uh, before practice. You know, mind you, we're at school every morning at 6 o'clock. So he's like, yo, let's go. Let's go get a quick run in. Let's go. Hey, we got 30 minutes. Let's go get a quick run in. And uh, so that that also kind of motivates me, too, because he's a young dude. He's, what, 25, 26 years old, oh, you know, so – and he's just like, no, Jack, come on, let's go. Let's get a quick lift in. Let's go. We're lifting light. A quick light lift, man. Let's go. You know, and, and my light versus his light is totally different. <laughs> you know, he's like a light lift, man. He said he had weights on. I'm like, hold on. Bro. You know. That's, yeah, well, Coach Jackson said he's going to jump in these groups. If there's shorter guy on the bench, I'm thinking, Coach Jackson's not lifting what those kids are lifting. No, no way. <laughs> oh, no, I'm lifting, I'm lifting more than what they're lifting. But it's a nice little tune-up and so forth. Uh, I like I, I like what you're saying, uh, uh, TJ. Uh, what I do is when we have short, shorter guy, I, I like working with, against my post people. I like roughing mm. them up. Hey, get your butt up. Get them god dang nuts, god dang. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so uh, when we go and play against guys a little bit bigger than us, they already uh, – uh, Coach Woods, you know my, my freshman coach, Coach Woods? Yes, sir. I, I put I, – Woods, get in there, bang them up. Let's go. Get them, get them ready. We got pads and everything else. We trying to get them ready, boy. <laughs> You're not a small guy. Get yourself together. <laughs> but uh, weights, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think. Well, there's always one or two that lift just as much as I lift. So I try to get with that group as much as I can. But uh, for the most part, I'm probably teaching as well as trying to lift as well. Because some of them don't do it correctly because they're not accustomed to doing the bench 
you know, or they're not accustomed to uh, when they do the squats, get lower as they're supposed to get, you know. So, you know, you know that, that coaching thing. I, I'm sure it's not. Uh oh. And my wife just walked in. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's fun though. It's fun, and the kids see that you're you're normal. I mean, you you you're not God. He is reachable. Yeah, and that's the main thing I want my kids to know that uh, hey, you can talk to me. We're gonna have fun. I like to go sit down and eat with them. You know, uh, we have special days that we go out and eat and together as a team. And, and JB, can we go too? Yes, you can go too. You part of the family. Come on. But just to hear they, <laughs> hear what they're talking about and what they're saying and so forth. And every now and then they throw some family things in there as well. So those are some good things too, Jackson. Uh, every now and then, I'm not saying you're not doing that, but you know, if you're not. Probably a good time. Uh, every now and then, have a little meal away from school. Uh, I tell you what, we were able to go to Corpus Christi with my my tenure to go and spend a couple nights in Corpus Christi, Planet to Lesser Medway prior to Texas tournament, and we had a ball. But they they understood that we was there to win first. But at the same time, hey, if you win, we get to hang out a little bit. If you lose, we gonna be in a hotel. So what you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> what you want to do? <laughs> well, eventually, they always like to win, and we go sit down in a restaurant. I let them choose a restaurant every now and then. I give them some choices. But it's a good morale deal. It's a great morale deal. Get away from home. Get away from mom and dad, sisters and brothers, and just us, the fellas, you know. So that's another idea I love that I did. So, I'm sorry. I'll go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> good. Jackson, I can listen to Coach Jackson all day, man. <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's kind of go back a little bit and dig into your memory banks and uh, most memorable games that you've ever been a part of. It could have been as a player or as a coach or whatever, uh, but that you were directly a part of uh, most memorable games. For me, uh, was there's several, but this one in particular because it was – um, ground it, it was groundbreaking for the uh, for Belton High School. We ended a 15-year playoff drought um, in a game against Harker Heights. Uh, we're both tied uh, and both tied in fourth place together. So the winner is going to the playoffs, and the loser isn't. And we're playing them on our home floor. Yep, we're playing them on our home floor. Yep, and. Uh, and I mean, it was it was a dog fight, man. I mean, uh, you know, Coach Bobbitt had his guys rolling, man, and, and fighting like crazy, and and uh, that game ended up going into three overtimes. Oh man! Yeah, you know? and uh, and so in the third in the third overtime, and uh, teams and guys that know, you know, guys that that know me know that I like I'm, I'm a believer in the pressure system, and you know, uh, believe in pushing out and, and trapping and doing some different things all over the place. And, uh, and my guys had played, I mean, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't subbed much. These guys are, you know, have played, you know, almost seven quarters of basketball, but a uh, couple of seconds of dying down, we're down one, we're pressing out. And uh, all of a sudden, man, we get these dudes trapped in a perfect trap and we rotate it over so beautifully. And we get this steal with, Six, seven seconds left. Get that thing, pushes it, lays it up at the buzzer. And in triple overtime, we beat uh, Harker Heights to end a 15-year playoff drought 
but Belton High School. You know, that was that was extremely memorable. I'm still um, erupting, I'm sure. It was Oh man, it was electric, man. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Um, other game that I think about is um I think about for us is that uh of course me personally I think about my very first playoff win, um, which was against uh Fort Worth Southwest, which was last year, year before last. Uh, was at the eighteen nineteen season, uh, when nothing crazy really happened too much. But again, it was just the, it was my very first playoff win as a head coach. And then, uh, of course, this last year, man. I mean, every every game that we played, uh, you know, we we at Centennial High School. Our school's only been open for ten years, and in this on um, this year, we won our very first district title. Uh, we beat Timberview twice in our league uh, to, to overtop them. Um, and then, of course, we go – we make that run all the way to the uh, regional tournament, you know, and, and play in a regional final and have a chance to win it, you know. I mean, we had a chance to win that game. It was 64-62 was the final score with the ball in our hands. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so it was electric. It was absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, so those things, I mean, I could go into detail about each one of those games in that process, but – you know, that was just a couple that I really, really think about a lot. What about you, Herb? Oh, man. When he was talking, man, I just thought about, oh, golly. Kerrville, <laughs> Bernie. I mean, which one? Sam Houston. Uh, let, let, let's, let's take – let's take uh, uh, Kerrville. I take my team out of Burbank High School. You know my makeup, Marcus. Okay, we go up to Kerrville. So okay, so Burbank, he thinking that we're not gonna be fired up. So I get in there, I fire my kids and so forth. We are fired up. I mean, we are pumped. We are pumped. I mean, it's, it's standing room only. Mm. At Kerrville, <laughs> hot in Kerrville, yeah. Texas. Kerrville is a tough place to play. In case you didn't know, TJ, it, it can get right. Oh, okay. <laughs> standing room only. I walk in there. <laughs> here come my guys. Forest. As a matter of fact, freshman going first, then the JV, and here come the varsity. And here I come. I'm the last one to walk in. And he's talking all this noise. I said, okay, no problem. So I take my guys calmly, take them to the varsity, I take them to the locker room, and get them fired up. Okay, now, are we going to be their main course or what? Let's get ready to play. Let's get ready to play. I don't want no doubts when we leave out of this goddamn gym that they had a doubt. <laughs> And my battle is to win. And we beat their butt. Just just make a sharp crowd caught the stands. And it was congratulations. My congratulating my guys and, and shaking my hands as well. Coach, you did a good job. You did a hell of a job. I said, well, of course, it's my kids. They they responded. Okay, if you like them, what about Bernie, Texas? Yeah. I go into Bernie. All right. And again, my makeup of my team. Uh Lee, <laughs> I like playing against, <laughs> against Bernie. But they they had some big guys. Boy, I tell you what, we got in a butt. I throw some traps and press just like you did. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, my guys respond. We went in overtime and ended up beating them by uh, two points, I believe. But uh, we was on again, fired up. They were expecting to win. We disappointed them. These are games, and matter of fact, I was looking at that game the other day. One of my guys called me and wanted the, the tape. I said, okay, I'll get, it. I'll get your copy of it. And I started sitting there looking. I had chills coming out of me all over again. <laughs> yeah, another one Sam Houston. Sam Houston's uh, uh, Sam Houston High School, Dickey. 
my first time I beat them. And and it was like I, I won a championship or something. But uh, to beat them was a greater feat. We ended up, ended up finishing second place in the district twice. And uh, Burbank hadn't beat beaten uh, Sam Houston in some many, many years. I don't know how many is that. But uh, like you, I, I have so many games, man, to, that I'll remember for the rest of my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, oh, man. Oh. South Sand versus Burbank playoffs, the right to go to regional. Oh man! <laughs> Playing against uh, uh, Durbin. Gary Durbin. Gary Durbin, man. We get down to the, we up by ten or so. One of my guys go crazy. What are you doing, dude? Open up, meaning spread, spread the floor. I got some guards that that can go around you, and this fool did something or another, but. We had a chance to win the game. We put the ball in the hole as time goes off the clock. Mm. All right. A guy from South Sand goes underneath my guy as he's putting the ball in the hole. So what did the referee call? Huh? No? Nothing? Ball game. Charge. No charge. Oh, man. He called charge and said, I don't know who South Sand wins. What I have on my hand. Ooh. That's one game I cannot forget either because my kids as oh, well as wow. tears for the rest of it. The right to go to a reason. Yeah. That's one of the chances we have the right to go to a reason. Another wow. thing that I would remember, I know forget is all four of our district teams meeting each other for the right to go to a region as well. That's awesome. Yeah, we that just happened to us this last year. It was at all four all four district teams. We had to we had to beat each other to go to the regional tournament, and then two district teams played each other to go to the state tournament. There you go, and that was that, I thought that was magnificent. That's something that I'll never forget either. That we all came back, we went out to different areas, uh, you know, different parts of, of the state, and came back together in order to have a right to go to <laughs> the next level. Man, I said, God dang. <laughs> But it, it was that was great. There's a lot of great games. Of course, in my career, uh, you knew you're gonna get a lot more coming up, Jackson. Uh, but those are the games. Just just a few of the games that I remember. Man, that's a lot of them. Man, I said, God, you know, it's just it's amazing. It'll stay with me for the rest of my life. Uh, and of course, I got tons of pictures, man, of different people. Yeah. And I was very fortunate that my nephew played for me as well. So, oh, nice. I had that's something I'll never forget as well. Because uh, with him, uh, we had the right to go to regional as well, and uh, uh, he was all uh, all region. So, uh, and I had a chance to get him to college. So that I'll never forget that I had uh, I played a little bit in his life in order to get him to where he needed to be. Went to college and. Next time I know he has five kids now. <laughs> Forget the degree. He got five kids. <laughs> Say, boy, I think you got a degree. You got five kids. Well, he didn't get them all at one time, but now I've his five kids. You study anthropology. <laughs> Anatomy, some <something> got that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but anyway, that, that's that's just a few of my memories that, that kind of stand out right now. So, but, you know, I can yeah. imagine those. You know, 
30 plus years in, in the same place, you probably got memories for forever that, that mm-hmm. you can just keep going and going. So, so we appreciate you sharing some of those. It's good stuff. Absolutely. The, uh, you know, going back to Tyvee, you know, that uh, he actually just retired a couple of weeks ago also. Did he? Oh, he did. man. He did. Oh. He, he retired and he was there forever. And then uh, Coach Gerlich retired a few weeks ago as well. And he was at Sig- – no, Coach yeah. Gerlich retired? He retired also. Sagin? Sagin, yep. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I met Young – excuse me, but I met Young when I used to go to the Victoria Tournament. Uh-huh. And he was at Senton. Senton? I think it was Senton. Yep. Senton uh, High School. That's when I first encountered him. All right. He had his guys all dressed up in black uh, shooting shirts or, or, or warm ups or whatever the case might be. The next thing I know, he was at Kerrville. So I went to a couple of his tournaments, played against him from time to time. Uh, and we, we used to battle. We used to battle. Yep. Let's, let's talk a little bit about. Um... All time starting five by position NBA players. Mm. Starting five of all nice. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's you know for me that's easy for me. That's easy. You know, like that's that's easy for me. Uh, you know, of course I go by position point guard starting point guard man. I go Isaiah Thomas, uh, Detroit bad boy Isaiah Thomas. You know, that, uh, you know he's he's my favorite basketball player of all time. Okay. You know, growing up loving the Pistons. Uh, at the two, it's obvious. I mean, it, it, you go with Mike, uh, you know, but, you know, it, it's, it's the obvious. <laughs> you said that? Oh, keep going, keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, uh, so you go Michael Jordan at the two. Uh, the three for me, um, I'm – T Mac, oh, love Trey, love Tracy McGrady. Uh, you know the four. Uh, you know San Antonio guys will love this man, Timmy D. Can't go wrong with Tim Duncan. <laughs> Can't go wrong with Tim Duncan. It did uh, at center, and I'd be, be hard pressed not to be able to take a, a, a prime Shaquille O'Neal. You know, so that's you know, my five: Isaiah know. Thomas, Michael Jordan. Michael Go Jordan. ahead. You know, you look at it, uh, a prime Shaquille O'Neal, right, like in his very prime, like who in the, in, in the world is going to stop that guy other than himself? Cause he, was pu- he was pushing the break. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was talking to Coach Valenzuela and Coach Torres on one of these episodes because uh, Coach Torres, Coach Shaq, and he lived in town in, in an AAU team and mm. uh, they won a national championship or whatever. And, and uh, they were saying some of the things he would do as a high school kid, just crazy. And I was trying to say, like, you know, you look at LeBron, one of the greatest athletes to ever walk this planet. Ever, right. But but Jack's got to be up there, too, as one of the greatest athletes. A, a, a peak prime Shaq, right? Not the really, really big version of Shaq. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Prime time no. Shaquille O'Neal, he's one of the greatest athletes ever. I mean, who's going to mm-hmm. stop that dude from doing whatever the heck he wants to do on the floor? Yeah, and you see guys like Draymond talking about they could have guarded a guy like Shaq. I don't know how, I don't know how that 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 is. That is. Guy, when they start saying stuff like that, man, I'm like, yeah, you need to be some heavily drug tested. 
Yeah, you'd be heavily drug tested. But yeah, that would be mine. Again, those are those are some of my favorite players to have watched. Uh, you know, I, I I would love to have been able to put put Kobe in that mix, but you know, you say about position, so yeah, no, I got. <laughs> oh man, I ain't so many of them that I've seen play, and even believe it or not, play played uh, against some of them too. But I'll take Houston center. I always start with the centers. Because uh, I need somebody that's going to be able to control that middle as much as possible, but also get other, the opponent uh, fits. And I thought uh, Elijah one did a good job. Amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. Elijah. Incredible. So uh, I, I would take him. And, of course, there will be some people underneath him real close that you can take as well. Uh, Powell Ford, I, I tell you what, I can't – I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention uh, – Timmy Duncan. I like Duncan because of his basic skill knowledge and knowledge of the game. He's still around basketball now. I don't know if he's getting paid as much as he's getting now, uh, used to get, but he's still around basketball right now. He's <laughs> coaching and directing and so forth, et cetera. He's a, born, he's a leader, man, and he's not giving it up yet. Uh, so those two, Michael Jordan. All uh, right, and the point guard, you know, he is a he is a little knucklehead, but I tell you what, he did a hell of a job. Leader, and right now he got out the whole league probably pissed off at him. Uh, and, but I like Isaiah Thomas. I like Isaiah Thomas as a point guard. My two guard, man, there's so many of those. And, and, and I don't want to forget Glove as a point guard. Uh, Glove, uh, man, because he, he's he's – tough too but then there's some others KJ uh, Stockton mm -hmm. uh, uh, man there's so many of them that can do that job I like Magic Johnson too uh, but but you know uh, hard nose I'm hurt and I'm still out there playing as Isaiah what's my man that just re retired just uh, blonde retired shoots threes had a great percentage played for Boston played for Miami in the last couple teams that he played for. Still in oh. pretty good goddamn shape. Probably could Ray Allen? The, Ray Allen, there you go. Ray, Ray Allen, when he was young, that dude was a monster. Man. Tell me about it. <laughs> Super athletic, too. Yeah, I think he, he – those, those, I mean, I, the, the release on his shot – before you get there, yeah. uh, Spurs experienced that in Miami. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Growing up, though, like, you know, when I was younger, watching He Got Game in the very beginning, he's just shooting by himself. I used to just sit yeah. down on, re on Rewind and just watch Ray Allen just shoot and shoot. And the clip would end and rewind it again. And he's just sitting there with Booger throwing in the pass, and he's just letting it fly. <laughs> That's so pretty. It was just so pretty. Yeah, a hell of a percentage, man. Yeah. Shot. A hell of a percentage. But then, like, NBA has so many guys, man. Just about any five that you can throw together, pretty much, uh, is going to be uh, something that can't miss, man. But yeah. now, it's what you guys see nowadays. So uh, <laughs> A lot of three-pointers and a lot of guard play nowadays. Yeah. Let's talk a little about some moments in your career that have uh, been impactful, you know, where – where it's more than the game of basketball. This is relationships and helping the kids and, and stuff of that nature. 
you know, one of the biggest things in terms of impact that, that has happened for me uh, in my career was um, dealing with loss. Uh, you know, this year, this year was tough um, for our group. Oh, I'm sorry. They, kid and everybody else over there having a great time over here right now playing with his dog. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of, uh, again, impact, uh, this, year was, this year was a very, very impactful year for us, um, for me as a coach, because of a few different things. One, uh, a lot of kids, like the Burleson community is very small, right? Uh, so all of our kids have grown up together. You know, from the time, you know, that they, they were able to, to, to walk. They were always, they've always been together. And uh, we lost a young man uh, named Dawson, Dawson Barnes. Uh, lost, a, lost a young man uh, in a car accident. Uh, and, of course, you know, he's in his senior year. Our guys, that's in their senior years, you know, they've all come up and they're all friends. They're all tight. And uh, the impact that that young man had on our program and for our kids to have to deal with, uh, you know, that was extremely tough. Um, and, and just sitting down and having the conversations with those kids, you just like, holy crap, man. Like, you know, it, it really is, you know, more than a game, uh, you know, just, just dealing with the issues in which that they had to deal with. Because, again, some of our kids uh, took it extremely personal. Um, and they, they're still hurting to this day, uh, you know, just dealing with some of the tears and the conversations, you know, they're coming into the offices and they're breaking down to you. Um, another thing that became extremely impactful to me was, uh, again, uh, the recruiting process, right? And uh, when you have kids that are extremely talented, uh, which I had this last year, and uh, kids come into you and they're saying, Coach, well, what more do I have to do, Right. You know, kids are playing injured, they're playing hurt, and they're still performing at a high level, and they're outperforming a lot of, you know, their, their counterparts who are receiving these offers and all of these other things. And these kids are coming to you, it's like, Coach, like, what more do I have to do? You know, like, I'm killing myself out here. What more do I have to do? You know, Coach, why, why is it that nobody wants me? You know, um, like, why, why am I not – why am I not recruitable, you know? Uh, you know, and, and you're sitting there and you, you happen to deal with these things because you're like, and I'm having to tell them, like, dude, I really don't know because it's not a height thing and it's not a skill thing and it's not, a, you know, it's not an academic thing. It's none of the above. But I said, you know, I just, I don't know. And that hurt me to core and it made me lose a ton of respect for a lot of people in the recruiting industry, uh, you know, a ton of it. Um, so, and that still is something that puts a chip on my shoulder and it's, it's grown the chip on my shoulder even more. That bothers me, yeah. you know, so. All right. Well, there's been several incidents that took place at Burbank where, where you have to have those conversations sit down and, uh, uh, passing of a grandmother, uh, mm. passing of a grandfather. <laughs> so, uh. Hey, my main thing, I'll talk to my kids, but at the same time, the, whoever it's uh, affecting, uh, I usually tell them to stay at home. Stay at home, be with your family. We're praying for you. 
we, we, we're going to take care of things here. What I need you to do is stay with your family because your family is your first entity that I want you to be concerned with right now. This family over here, we'll take care of this business and we'll welcome you back when you come back. But you take care of that first. You know? And if it's a funeral, we'll be there. Let me know. Let me know uh, the addresses, so forth, the information that I need to know. And I'll pass it on to the players and we'll be there. Hey, I lost my mom last year, February, and my kids were there. I didn't tell them to be there, but they were there. You understand? So why would I not be there for them? So that's my thing on that. And we had a couple, uh, several, of course, of those things that took place as far as my kids losing someone, losing a loved one. Or maybe dad got in trouble and got locked up. It's going to affect that kid, right? Yeah. So I have to have that conversation one-on-one -on -one with him. And maybe even the mom comes in and talks to me as well. This is what's happening with him right now. Because you know he's going to be a little bit of a change or so forth. So those things do impact uh, your program, uh, your uh, school, as far as them getting their education. But uh, education is always number one, then athletics. Because anything can happen to you as far as uh, – Athletics, then what do you have to follow? It should be that education. Yeah. I can't play anymore, but I do have my degree. I'm still able to get paid X amount of dollars. So that's why I tell them the important. And besides, when you coaches, when you carry yourself as a professional, all right, and they see that you carry yourself as a professional, when you start talking dollars and cents or, or talking about uh, degree versus athletics. Oh shoot, he's making enough money. He looks, he's carrying the, the torch. He he looks, you know, the the he looks the, the part. Then hey, I, maybe I want to be a teacher. I can't tell you how many people my kids want to be coaches. Maranado played for me, coach. Yep. Heck, uh, several others that played for me wanted to go coach, but they got to talk them into getting that further education. Because they don't get that further education, then you're only gonna be making minimum. Do you want a job? Do you want a career? Yeah. You understand? So that's some conversation yes, I have with my kids. Uh, as far as the recruiting part, uh, back in the day, what I used to do is get a couple of coaches together so they can come and see my see my kids. I was doing some of that that Jefferson was doing way back there in the day is uh, having a little uh, shootout, per se, where you invite certain kids from the district to come in seniors to come in and let the college coaches come to your place. Yeah. Get about eight or eight or ten of them that you can trust, that you believe in, that you know that's gonna treat your kids right. Yeah. So that's something that I did in the past as well. Or I don't know, do you know J C Collins, uh Marcus? Yeah. J C yeah. okay, every now and then he'll have something at his place and I'll send my kids over there to his place. It's a gym that he has. And uh J C is a person that worked with high school kids uh also matter of fact he has a couple that went to the nba so okay but i, I can trust him because i i know i've been knowing him for x amount of years all right so but those are some of the things i do for my kids and but uh i think uh basketball you know how that ball bounces up and down just like life just like life ups and downs but we want you to have more positive bounces than negative bounces. Um, so I try to tell my kids, you know, as we pray together before practice, after practice, before game, after game, 
hey, prayer changes things. It changes your life. It changes your lifestyle. You got to believe. What kind of person do you want to be? Going out to the community, going out to real life. You need direction? You need help? I'm here. That's what I get paid for. <laughs> do I get enough? Egg no. But <laughs> 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 well, guess what? I'm here for you anyway, because you're part of my family. You're a bulldog for life. Yeah. You just don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I would think I don't want my kids to feel any different. Absolutely. Or less, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't treat my kids like they're nothing. You treat them with respect as well as you want to be respected. So, Absolutely. That's how I feel. I go to bat for my kids anytime, even today. <laughs> I don't care who they are, <laughs> or where they are, or where they are. Uh, they know how to get in touch with me, and I know how to get in touch with them. So that's part of that relationship part. You no, know, they know. Like you, you can't, you can't fake that. You can't fake that kind of caring for your kids. I mean, kids, kids will know that they'll know when it's not genuine. And so, when, whenever that feeling is there, then they're gonna run through a brick wall for you, right? They're, they're gonna, they're gonna do whatever you need them to do. Those bonds you create, man, they last a lifetime for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Without a doubt. Coach Jackson, Herb Jackson, um, now as we start to wrap this up a little bit, just what is something as a, as a, as a veteran uh, of this profession, just retired, what is some advice you could give a young coach, uh, you know, making his way through this? Oh, well, number one, don't have any enemies. If you do, don't let them know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's number one. They're going to come back and get you. No, but I, I would say uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Be honest. Uh, be determined. Let your kids know that you love them. Uh, stay in touch with the parents uh, to a point. Uh, invite the parents into your practice from time to time. When you know you're going to have certain, certain things that you're doing that, that's not going to be offensive. Because, uh, you know, if you hurt a little Johnny in front of them, they go, oh, my Johnny, my Johnny's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, do, do those type of things and invite them to ensure them that everything is okay in your practice. Because, you know, the, the things they hear nowadays, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, again, and every now and then, walk around. Get those teachers on your side. Walk around. I, I, this is something that I did a lot, guys. On my conference, I walk around and see – that my kids were in class. Yeah. And then if there was a problem, they email me, I would definitely make sure I made an appearance around it. Of course, when I walk in the door, oh, Coach Jackson, everybody's quiet. <laughs> he was he looking for? You know I mean, I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Especially the rookie teachers, man. Help them out as much as you can. Uh, to let them know that you're on their side so that they won't mind giving you an email or a text. Uh, but, uh, those are some of the things that I did, and, and it helped a lot. It, it helped me a lot. And uh, TJ, you, know, you got a yes, you got a guy like Coach Jackson who's who's uh, thirty plus years in. Any, any anything you'd want to ask? You know, before we call this a day. The biggest thing is how do you last thirty years in the same place? You know, and I'm being honest. You know how do, how do you? Um, you know, just, uh, you know, how do you outlast admin, football coaches, you know, executive athletic directors, right? Uh, I mean, you've outlasted quite a few. 
Um, you know, how do you outlast them? How do you keep yourself in the, the, the proper brain mindset to continue to be able to push forward and survive all of these different decades, eras, uh, personalities, leadership, changes in leadership, changes in education, right? Uh, changes in technology, right? Changes in the game of basketball, changes in kids. How do you survive that for 30 years? and still come out as positive as you are. You know what? Uh, when you enjoy what you're doing and you love what you're doing, time goes by so fast. Time goes by for so You know, you wake up one morning, say, damn, I've been doing this for 30 years? <laughs> well, I had to go back and look at the calendar, hey. And I kind of keep tabs on myself. Uh, okay, this year I had this many wins. This year I had this many wins. I had to go back and count those. I said, damn, it's been 30 years. What the heck? But you know what? Again, I, I know you, you. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And I, you know, I and I don't. I try not to change. I try to be disciplined. I try to be the same person. But there's no secret. I try to be the same person. I'm gonna smile from time to time. We're gonna practice hard. We're gonna get out of it. I'm gonna tell you what the scout report is. This is what we need to do to be successful. Hey, in the classroom, this is what I want. I want you in there. I want you in the front as much as possible. But I try not to change things so people won't guess who you are. This is who I am. I'm not changing. This is who I am. Even people that have graduated already, when they send their kids to me, oh, that's Coach Jackson. He's going to want this. He's going to – they already know. <laughs> they already know. You understand? But they know this, though. They know that I am going to love them. I'm going to care for them. I'm going to be on their side. And I'm there if they need me. That's not going to change. But at the same time, I want you to do what? I want you to be what? And the number one thing, Marcus, in 30-plus years, every last one of my seniors have walked across that stage. That's awesome. Congratulations on that, Coach. That's the thing I'm mostly proud of. Absolutely. And I, every now and then I put them on Facebook. I got to put this last group on Facebook. But, uh, Yes. That's, that's, that's what it is. I, I, you know what? And let me go take a step back. I don't want to take credit for too much without saying my man upstairs gave me the strength and gave me the blessings. Okay. Without him, I wouldn't be where I am today. And a wife that that's <laughs> – don't forget your wife. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, but other than that, that's, that's about that's the only thing I can say. Speaking of, uh, Alicia says hello, Marcus. Oh, tell her said hi. Hope all is well over there. Well, you guys, uh, I appreciate your time. I know it's been it was a pretty long conversation, but but kind of like what Coach Jackson said, it didn't feel like it because you, you just kind of no. <laughs> time just flies by, you know, an hour and a half later. Uh, but I, I do appreciate your time, and I appreciate you guys giving your insight and and, and your knowledge and, and sharing it with us. And uh, I think this stuff is useful for for other coaches in the profession for. People that are on the outside of our profession yeah. really know what what it entails and the passion involved. You're talking to parents and spectators and whatnot, and it's good for people to see that side of coaches and and how much a guy like like you look at what Coach Jackson's saying. Bottom line, every one of my seniors in 30 plus years have graduated, and, and, and that's what's most important. And so, it's important hey, that you see that stuff. I, I appreciate you guys very much. Well, thanks for I having me. Appreciate you. You take care and best wishes on you guys and your seasons. Yes, sir. Uh, we don't know what's going to entail this coming school year, but stay safe, stay healthy, 
and make sure you take care of your wives as well as your family. Absolutely. Because <laughs> Jackson, because Jackson, if you if you get the chance to speak to to, to Todd Howie, tell him I said hello. Well do, TJ. Well do. Take care. Thanks again. All right. Y'all stay safe out there. All yes, right. sir. You too. You too. Bye bye.